This is Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. This is our Movie Mayhem episode BFG. Since we're still on Giants, we're talking about the big friendly one. Yes. The big, the friendly. friendly giant. Giant. This is... So much better than the last so one. Better. Than the last one we just right. did, folks. It's, yeah. uh, it's night and day. Night and day, really. It is. It is a night and day type of... We we looked at that last movie and that's not what not to do with giants. This is what to do with giants. Like the God, they look so realistic. Like the tech the texture of the them. Feel, the, the feel the, of the movie. Yes. Um this is like this is a a a kids adventure movie. It is. Um it's something different than what we typically do. It is. It's usually we cover more like adult type of movies or b-rated horror big yeah but this is more of like a very family friendly yeah movie now i read the book the book was a thing for us to read in school i never had to read the book as a kid see my wife said the same thing she she's like i only know of the movie i never heard of the book i've heard of the book i just never had yeah, to read it so she kid. never had to read it no nothing but ours it was like assigned reading no shit in, in our school like everyone you, it's like you hit fifth grade, and that was the book you were reading. I think we, we had to read The Witches. Ooh. So that was a different, or, yeah, I think it was The Witches. I see, that would have been cool to read. That was a different one, yeah. yeah. They are both our Wild Doll books. So you can yeah. see, they have this very the, sort of, you notice that he also did Charlie, Chocolate, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He likes orphans. Was he, or, or, or kids, was he an orphan? I don't know, but he likes orphans or kids that are down on their luck a little bit. Because you have Charlie and the Chocolate yeah, Factory, so BFG, The Witches. You can all kind of see that the kids that so, are down on their so luck a little the, bit. Yeah. So, like, the orphan, the poor kid. like The kids, misfit. Kids with no friends type of thing. Yeah. And, yeah, now now you their, their luck has turned near the end of the book. That's right. And the opening scene, we see the opening credits and hear bells in the distance as we see London at night. We move inside London as we push towards this orphanage. We see a little girl standing all alone on the stairs. We hear this little girl tell us it is the hour where people go missing. The witching hour, as she refers to it. She has a slight debate with us, the audience, about the witching hour. This little girl hears drunks coming out of a bar without any hesitation. She puts four grown drunk men into their place, and it's funny yet showcases her personality. She moves away from the room and the window as something moves behind her. She hears a cat and goes to bed. Uh, she reads a book in silence. There's some slight suspense with the main lady of this place because the cat notices something. Uh, yeah, the lady comes in, looks around, and then leaves. The cat also notices something outside. The little girl goes after the cat and sees other cats moving around as a giant hand moves a trash can nearby. This giant sees her and comes for her with his hand and instantly takes her. She doesn't really scream. She goes along with it. This giant makes clear distractions to not be seen by anyone. This giant runs miles and miles in almost seconds. I, I like it, though, because the way he moves his body or... Uh, like flips his cloak or whatever. I like that part he too. He just automatically like, blends right in. He it's like a building or like a car. It it was very, you know, so then fluid. It, so then it's like, 
are giants real? And that's what they do. You know, they come out at night and then they just disguise themselves as something else in order to get away from us. Yeah. Here's our IMB disclaimer. Uh, we take a lot of information from IMDb because it is a great source of information for our movie mayhem episodes. Yes, so thank you, IMDb. Without you, we this would suck. <laughs> Here's our movie uh, fun fact section. Uh, fun fact segment. Final produced screenplay by Melissa Matheson prior to her death in November 2015. The movie is dedicated as a tribute for Melissa. That's kind of nice. Yeah. The movie has been in development for only 25 years. Wow. Yeah. 25 years. They've been trying to make it, yeah. Okay. So that's almost like that's almost like James Cameron and and Avatar. Yeah. He had the movie idea and was working on it since Titanic. Mm-hmm. But he was waiting for our technology to get where he could Dude, make that's it. That's right. So I wonder if that was the same thing. Hey, we need a, to figure out how to do a giant movie mm. without making it look too awful. That's right. Producers and director Spe- Steven Spielberg tried to convince Gene Wilder to make an appearance in this movie, but Wilder declined. Wilder was in uh, Willy Wonka and the Factory, Ch- Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and also based on Roald Dahl. Wilder died a month after the movie's release. Oh, could you imagine if he was in it? Oh, that would have been so great. Like a, a Roald Dahl universe. That was like, could you imagine if he was dressed as Willy Wonka and just walked? That always was a cameo. Him just walking down the street with his cane. That would have been ah. Uh, and yeah. then. Like, maybe a little nod. So, listen, like, this this next one. This marks the reunion of producer Steven Spielberg and Melissa Matheson, who she wrote E.T. Oh, no shit. So, this was the last movie she did for Spielberg. Wow. So, that was kind of cool. That's amazing. John Williams returned to score. He had also worked on Bridge of Spies with Spielberg as well. This marks the first time in nearly 50 years Steven Spielberg directed a full-length Disney movie. Wow. Yep. No shit. Uh, Spielberg had always wanted to direct this movie since when they first read the original novel. He think this is based on him. I think it was kind of genius of Roald Dahl to empower the children. It was very brave of him to introduce the combination of darkness and light, which was so much Disney's original signature in a lot of their early work. Dumbo, Fantasia, Snow White, and Cinderella, which he's not wrong. So that's why he really wanted to make this book as accurate as possible and to stick to the source material, which is great. Which, I mean, yes. I don't know the source material as well as you no, do, honest, but this so, movie's still great. So here's the thing about the the book isn't like, it's not a Harry Potter size book, right? Yeah, it's small. It, it's, it's a decent sized book though. And they pretty much followed that book like to the letter mm. as far as what I can remember. Uh, the queen makes a call for Nancy and Ronnie. Uh, this is a reference to Nancy and Ronald Reagan. This is the letter was actually referring to them taking naps in the office. Regularly. That's funny. Yeah. Oh boy. According to the New York Magazine, during principal photography in Vancouver in the spring of 2015, Melissa Matheson was on set every day, handing cards to the directors and day scenes on it. Uh, practice carried over from E.T. that encouraged Spielberg to detach from the script in its entirety. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. No. Melissa was so inspirational for me on E.T. because 
she had this technique that I'd never used before, and I'd only done it with Melissa. She said, why don't you leave your script at home and just focus on the day's work? Wow. Nice. So she wrote out the day's work on three by five cards, printed the cards, gave them a copy. If you really need the script, the continuity person is still sitting just over there. Makes sense. If you're going to have someone whose job is to really pay attention to the script, then you as a director can just focus and yeah, that's neat. That is kind of neat. I like that. It was on the first day of uh, filming Bridge of Spies where producer, uh, director uh, Steven Spielberg's Cold War thriller that he realized he that he had found B- his BFG. Uh, Mark Raylance was convinced uh, convicted spy Soviet Rudolf Abel, a character far removed from that of the sweet but simple giant depicted in this movie. While Spielberg was uh, was aware of Raylance profound range as an actor in fact he had been following his career for some time which is kind of neat That's yeah cool. yeah we'll keep going yeah <clears throat> uh for this movie spielberg relied on simulcam which we talked about that in the last one but it didn't work it very didn't work well. with the, no. this one it seemed to work well this was originally recreated for james cameron in avatar Simulcam is the process of com- combining real-world actors, actresses, sets with actors and actresses, and the sets the, of the computer generated. Waita's digital Joe Lady explains, with Simulcam, we can pre-record a performance and then play it back through the camera monitor so that the camera operators could actually see what the virtual performance unfolding in real time as a photography as we're recording the live action scene by com- combining the two. They're able to make decisions and, fr- and frame and actually even cue actions based on what's happening in the virtual world. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. The mo- so, what? I wonder if eventually they'll use, like, VR headsets to... They do. They do? Yeah. See, that George Clooney used um, Midnight's Edge or Midnight Got... Something like that. It's on Netflix. It's called Midnight Something with George Clooney. He actually designed his whole set using VR. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's what I'm. That's the future. Yeah. Because you it can is. you can use it, play around with it, and feel like you're in it. That's right. Yeah. The movie source, Roald Dahl's novel, The BFG, was ranked at number eighty-eight spot of all time top children's books by America's School Library Journal in two thousand twelve. The BFG is the fourth novel to be included in their hundredth list by any one author. Wow. This is the second film adapt- adaptation of a Raoul Dahl novel uh, distributed by Disney. First was James and the Giant Peach. Again, with he, a kid. Yeah. He did James and the Giant Peach. Uh, the, the book, right? Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And that makes sense because it's, wow. It's a kid out of, down a, on his luck yeah, again. Kid See, we have that up. theme. Yeah. Yep, I can keep going. We just did that one. Yep. Uh, halfway through the movie, there is a shot which transitions from the eye of the giant to sunset with the BFG <laughs> walking towards it. This shot is a recreation from the animated BFG. Oh, it's kind of neat. Cool. In the scene where BFG is enjoying breakfast the Queen's men had prepared for him, he probably dis- positively describes it as scrumdily umptious. This word was used as part of the name of the chocolate bar in Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. 
Originally, this movie was to be produced by Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy in 1991 by Paramount, with husband and wife screenwriters Robin Scored and Nicholas Kazan on board. Robin Williams in mind for the role. Wow. Different movie. Different movie. Totally different yeah. movie. The source material for BFG, uh, yeah, expanded version. Uh, yeah. The, toy, the story takes place in September 1983, which I, I figured it was in the 80s, but I didn't know. Yeah. For Bill Hader, uh, watching producer and director Steven Spielberg at work was a dream come true. Hader said, Steven's so calm and friendly on set, he makes everything seem incredibly complicated yet simple. I don't even think Bill Hader was in this. Um... No, that that's the thing. I, I was gonna I was gonna start questioning myself because I didn't notice him. Neither did I. Was he a giant? No. I don't. Maybe he was just on set. I could be. He was. Just, <laughs> it could be that he was just, just on, on set. set. Yeah, because I was looking at going. I don't remember Bill. No, Bill Hader wasn't on set. I don't. No. no. Could you imagine if he played one of the mean ones? Though? We didn't even notice. And we just didn't notice. Know. A, ch- a children's promotional leaflet for the movie suggests whenever any member of your family has a dream, encourage them or her to write it down and put it in a dream jar. That at the end of each month, dream, re- read the dreams of the whole family. Yeah, uh, see, that was a very cute part of the movie, the whole, the whole dream, dream jar thing. That was kind of cool, yeah. yeah. Rather than capturing the bones of the performance separately, then merging them... Um, yeah, they devised a new process that would be close to live action as shooting as possible. Result, yeah, hybrid of using live action and this digital new way, yep. Which ended up working for this movie. Yeah, we talked about that one. Oh, in 2009, DreamWorks Pictures entered a long-term 30-movie negotiation with the Disney company, which the movies were released through Disney's Touchstone banner. While this movie was originally going to be distributed through Touchstone, Disney decided to join the production as a co-producer and co-financier and switch this movie to a Walt Disney Pictures instead, citing the original story's magic and heartwarming appeal. That's good. Yeah. I thought Walt Disney owned, owned DreamWorks. No, DreamWorks is um, uh, Steven Spielberg's. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg's one. Yeah, yeah, Steven Spielberg hasn't given that up yet. No, SKG at the bottom. That's yeah. DreamWorks, yeah. This movie was one of the most beautiful and curious experiences uh, of his career. Steve Spielberg stated, Curious because when I first walked onto the stages, I saw different levels of complexity with the technology that was required to even realize a single shot since the first time he had made Jaws. <laughs> The movie marks the first produced theatrical movie screenplay written by Melissa Matheson in 19 years. Huh. Um, when Roald Dahl wrote BFG, he named the lead actor character Sophie after his granddaughter. Actress and model Sophie Dahl. the character is portrayed by Ruby Barnhill. Hmm. That's nice. He named it after his granddaughter. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, we'll start with the actor segment now. Mark Rylance uh, is the giant, the BFG. Yep. I thought he did a great job. I think so, too. Ruby Barnhill as Sophie, an orphan who befriends the BFG. And honestly, really good little actress. Yeah. She really is. Uh, Penelope uh, Walton, Queen. I thought that was kind of neat. Yep. Uh, Jermaine Clement as the uh, the big gi- bad giant. Rebecca Hall. 
Bill Hader. Right there. Blood blotter. No shit. Shit. He was one of them. I didn't even know. I didn't know. Okay, so here's the thing about Bill Hader. When Bill Hader does a voice or whatever. You can't tell. You can't. He no. does them so good. good. You can't, you can't just go, oh, that's Bill Hader doing a voice. No, you can't. Now, every, now if I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah, and I'm gonna listen to see yeah. if I can like maybe his laugh or something. Yeah, there's no one really, you know, a lot of extras and stuff like that, but there's no one really that kind of brings it together. Right. Budget, budget segment, 140 million. So this cost That's less. A budget. No, this cost less than the one that we just talked about. Yeah, because the other one was 109. Explain this. This one costs less, has better CGI, marketed better, I'm sure. So, did they... Okay. Because I remember the marketing was this for Did was they huge. end up paying the actors more in, in Jack? Maybe. Because they were all, like, well-known actors. I don't know, but that this is less money. That's ridiculous. Gross U.S. and Canada, 55. So, it wasn't an overnight success. Yeah. Opening weekend, it was a dud. But if you look... Gross worldwide, it made one ninety five. So at least had another fifty million, five fifty five million dollars worldwide. It could come back. From. Uh, again, I'm thinking it also has to do with where, what where, it, what it where, was up against too. Well, what it's up against or where it's based. Mm. I've noticed that if it's a lot of, if it has to do with Europeans, yes, it usually doesn't do well in the United States. It did okay. It did see 55. Right. 55 is not great. But, but when it hits like the European side and everyone's like that's because it's like people people are like, "Oh my god, I live on that street." Yeah, like, or I I've know been where here. that is. That's right. I've been there. Very familiar. Like when it's an American-based movie, those end up climbing in the United States and not doing so well. Well, it depends because sometimes it'll do well in America and do well overseas. Right. And so it's one of those like it's very tough. Where was it filmed? Uh, Scotland, Vancouver, England, New York. Yeah. Wow, all over yeah. the place. Movies that came out this year. Okay. 2016, Passengers with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Civil War, The Nice Guys. Split, Deadpool, Hidden Figures, Warcraft. So, yeah, I think it's what it was up against. It, This is a good year. It's a fantastic year. Except Warcraft shit, but it's still pretty good. Right. But think about that. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, eight movies that year. Yeah. If it's up against any of it, it's doing decent. Well, My- Civil War Civil War is going to take it, but if it's up against the nice guys, you have, I mean, that's not bad. Or hidden I, figures. I loved how Deadpool was released on Valentine's Day in 2016, and they promoted it for at least two months that it was a romance movie. Oh, I love that. And it was great that they did that. Yeah. But that, yeah, this is definitely a good year for movies. Very good year for movies. Uh, yeah, uh, director's name, Steven Spielberg. I think we've already covered him. We've covered him on other movies, we, too. So we, we don't have to go through his list. He we, he is... He's up there. Uh, he's one of those, like, no one's never heard of a Steven Spielberg, Spielberg movie. movie. I mean... We've covered them so like E.T. We're going to cover Indiana Jones again coming up yeah. soon. So, but I just didn't feel we needed to go through all of the movies again. I mean, it just... 
Yeah. That's like when we go to do like James Cameron again. We've done so, so many. many no, not James Cameron. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Carpenter. Yeah. Carpenter. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't done it. I think there's only a couple left we haven't done. Right. But we've done almost all of them. Almost all of them. So it's like when we go to do a couple more. Maybe the last one we'll do it yeah. again because it's the last one. But it's like we've gone through those lists. Yeah. Spielberg's list is pretty good. It's mighty. Yeah, that's right. It's a mighty list. Uh, and, he's, and the guy still worked it. That's right. First time I really saw this was for the podcast, to be honest. So I I saw it at home. Yeah. Um, it was finally released on video. I think it was like on HBO or something. Yeah. And my kids wanted to watch it, so we throw, threw it on, and I watched it in its entirety, and I was like, it's better. It's, it's good. really good. It's really good. It's a good movie. Here are our top ten scenes. Uh, scene number ten. The giant takes her to his place as he begins to talk to himself and sharpen a knife. The little girl gets out of a bag and begins to try to escape, but the window is big, and she makes a noise. The giant takes her and tells her that she is in giant country. We hear other giants come by. The giants name off a blood, a bunch of other giants like Blood Splatter and Man Eater and Inside Destroyer. Yes, uh, I like their little nickname. Yeah, they are kind of cute. The giant and the little girl share a little bit of a small moment as the giant thinks that her parents will be worried, but she tells him that they don't have any. And there's kind of this little mis- miscommunication, and the giant kind of like says something the wrong way, sort of thing. Uh, the giant, the girl, and the giant have a bit of a back and forth, and he tells her not to leave the cave. Don't leave the cave. Don't leave the cave. cave. See number nine. We c- we see the girl and the giant talk about the book as she brought with him. She finds a glass jar and she tells it it's filled with dreams. Uh, she's yeah, and he tells her it's filled with dreams. We see the giant read the book to the little girl. So the little girl is finally able to sleep a little bit. The giant leaves her alone as he goes and pulls something up. And he does something to her dream. We're not quite sure what. But the little girl wakes up hours later and sneaks out of the cave. And she is instantly caught by another giant and eaten by this giant. She wakes up again in the boat, still asleep. They sit back down and he enjoys a green drink. And she is asking him about the carbonation within the drink. And he explains that burping is gross for giants, which makes sense. The giant downs a gulp of this green stuff and has a whiz pop. And it's hilarious. It's really funny. Because kids like farts. Right. Yeah. And to throw a fart joke in there is pretty good. Yeah. Because well, it made me laugh. It made me laugh, too. But, but it's what's, what's funny about it is, like, yeah, burps are disgusting. But farts are okay. Yeah. Like, farts are totally fine, but burps are gross. gross. Scene number eight. Another giant opens his door. and de- Oh, uh, the this giant here is Jermaine Clement. Is it? Yeah. No shit. That's where I forgot. I forgot. It, it's Jermaine. You ever see uh, Moana? Yeah, yeah. He's the turtle. Yes. Uh, the crab thing. Yeah, the yeah, crab yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another giant, op- uh, giant opens his door and demands our giant be more quiet in the morning. And the other giants... Uh, has a cut on his finger. He's got a boo-boo. and needs it fixed right now. <laughs> we also learn that the other giants do not like water. The other giants... Uh, the other gi- giant smells the little girl. So the little girl has to go inside this cucumber. But the little... The other giant grabs it. 
as like a miscommunic like it's almost like a three stooges sketch oh bop, 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 bop. oh i got the cucumber gonna eat the cucumber. no 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 you know the other giant leaves and the girl little girl comes out of the wet cucumber the giant uh, takes her to the place where he keeps all of the dreams and she is kind of shocked by all the bright colors the giant manages to give her a, uh, give her a name shift makeshift bath or whatever and tries to dry her off Little girl asks the giant for some clothes and gives her a makeshift box of things. He makes her a little bed, gives her the book. Uh, the giant asks her about the red jacket, and the jacket had she just found it. The giant goes and catches dreams, but she wants to come, and there's a little bit of a back and forth. I like how each of the giants have, like, their personalities are so different. Different, yes. So you could tell, wh- like, who was who. But the other thing is they're all stupid, mm. like the the mean ones. Yeah. They have these stupid tendencies. And, you know, the one that says, oh, I, I have a boo-boo, can you fix it? You can tell they're a little weak. Little idiots. But they also are bigger and stronger than BFG. G. Yeah. So, He's the runt of the pack, basically. Yeah, yes, that's what it is. It's almost like they just keep him around because he knows how to do stuff. Do stuff. Yeah. Scene number seven, the little girl stays put, but she looks over at the jars of dreams and she flips the coat inside out. Little girl opens up to the giant a little as she pushes as she pushes her away. They have to walk by all the other giants, not be seen or heard. But all the other giants wake up and all the other giants are much bigger and stronger than BFG is. They use our giant as a football and even tease him. The little girl is inside one of the cars, but the giants grab onto the cars, and there's just a big old commotion. One of the giants get hits in the nuts. So fart jokes and hit in the nuts. I mean, kids love it's a it's for kids. That's it's right. what it is. And the thing is, as an adult, you will laugh at it too. That's right. All the giants freak out because it's hilarious. The giants also find a blanket of the little girl. So if I remember correctly, he's like. 24 feet tall mm. and i think the other ones are like 54 feet yeah, tall they're a little something bit bigger, like that they're a little bit bigger than him bfg and the little girl walk and keep walking until they get to a giant tree our giant tree tells us that they can hear music at the giant tree they can hear music in the sky and he can hear animals he tells the little girl that all living things talk to him and he can hear all the bad things too the little girl has no doubt but thinks it's different as they continue to walk towards dreams. We finally get uh, a giant's name, and it's BFG. So this is almost halfway through, almost midway now. His name is BFG, which we've already been calling it. But we just learned now that the girl's name is Sophie. Right, like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. You, we should have kind of learned, like, nope. maybe, maybe her bed should have said it, where we don't really need to know her name, but, like, something like that would have been. But here's what's awesome. Do they this, do that in the book, too, or do you know her name right off? Um, I honestly can't remember. Yeah. I know you don't find out his name until like, later. And? and the thing is, BF, she calls him Big Friendly Giant. That's what she says BFG stands for, where you, really, you never really find out what he... His real his, name, real what name. What BFG is. Said, yeah. Um, hers I can't remember, but if you think about it, the storytelling is so good that you could almost go without knowing her name yeah. or his name. Yeah. 
and not even think about it. That's right. Like, once they bring it up, you're like, oh, no shit. Mm. I didn't know her name this whole time. Yeah. I, I just been putting her as the girl because we just didn't know her name. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie uh, sees herself in the dreams as she goes out and chases them. Sophie goes after Reen, but something happens in the dream. The BFG runs off with the bad dream and locks it up quickly. Scene number five. We cut back to the city as the BFG does some dream blowing. Uh, Sophie and tells the BFG to... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're... I was trying to hold back my laughter. You're, you're a dream blower over there, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, dream blower. The giant tells Sophie that he is as old as the earth, and he puts a dream into a vice and then shoots it deep towards a little kid and then his fam... Come, come on, man. You're... I'm sorry. He shoots a dream right at him, right in the face. Right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible individual. Yeah, right? Yeah, the BFG and Sophie begin to watch dreams as they go outside quickly. We see the BFG notice other giants and hides from them. Sophie tells him she dropped her blanket earlier. The BFG tells her that she dropped her blanket and she's dropped off at the orphanage. The BFG tells the little girl the story of the little boy from before. He had a kid before and he... The little kid died to, to the other giants. Sophie tells him that she isn't scared. The BFG leaves her, and the cat, her cat, finds her. Yeah, it's a very sad story because you, you <coughs> do see these little. You, you do have these questions like, okay, why why is there this little room in this little area, and there's like clothes and stuff, but it's very sensitive to them. And then when you find out what the story is, you're like, oh, holy shit. So, like, she could have died at any moment. Yeah. Uh, scene number four, Sophie comes back to the orphanage after, after having the adventure being torn apart. She speaks in a soft tone and can hope he can still hear her. She's all alone, yet she goes outside and she knows he's near, so he, she jumps off the ledge and he catches her. Sophie and the BFG have another nice moment as they move toward giant country and they are being watched by other giants. Sophie and BFG are trying to think of a plan, but the other giants are nearby. The big giants just say fuck it and come into his house. The other giants get to it, get her scent. The other giants tear place tear apart his place. Sophie jumps into the water. It looks like a water slide. BFG is trying to collect his genes. The giants are not stopping. They are going to find her. You know, it could have been a wholly, totally different movie if he wasn't there and she jumped off the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, movie's over. Movie's over. The end. <laughs> it was all in her head. It was all in her head. Oh, <laughs> poor girl. Sophie suffered from tumor. <laughs> Sophie's choice? Is that what it is? Sophie's choice, yeah. Oh, we're horrible. Scene oh. uh, number three. <laughs> Sophie stumbles into a room filled with trinkets and toys and other small things, and it's a bed. All over the walls are the adventures of the BFG with the little boy, which I thought this scene yes, was a little nice. very nice. The bad giant gets closer to her, but the BFG finally fights back. The BFG puts them all into their place and tosses them all aside out the house. He saves Sophie last minute. The BFG looks at over all the dreams that were lost and broken. Sophie returns the jacket to the boy's room. And they talk to the BFG. Talk about his speech. Sophie's idea is to go to the Queen. Sophie gives the Queen a good old nightmare. We can see how the BFG creates this sort of dream, and he can kind of like 
he's a chemist and he's adding this and he's adding that. He's mixing it all together. And she's like, oh, add a little bit of this and add a little bit of that. And then she just kind of like has this device and he's like kind of putting it all together. I wish I had that ability. That would be kind of Because when cool. you're seeing him doing it. I could probably sleep he, finally. He looks like a mad scientist. Yeah. He's like, like blue, blue, blue. And I'm like, man, that would be cool if I could do that. Yeah. Uh, scene number two, we briefly cut to the castle. We see the BF- BFG and Sophie make it, and they're never seen or heard. The BFG is comical for being a giant. Sophie is placed on the ledge of the queen as the the queen is given the dream to her by the BFG and his contraption. We can see the queen wake up, and it's a small scene, but it does show us that the dreams work. Mary, the aide of the queen, notices the newspaper, and it says that kids are vanishing all around. Mary shows the news to the queen, and asks her to draw the curtains. Sophie is standing out there. The queen sees her. Sophie tells the queen about giants. The dream works. Nod. Ha ha. Dream works. The queen will leave Sophie. The FG goes to meet the queen. The BFG is scared. Yeah, because it, it's funny because it's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm Sophie. And the queen's like, I know who you are. Yeah. Well, because the, the, dream. the dream, yeah. But then it then like it it sinks in. You could see in the queen's, oh my god! If Sophie's real, real and giants then, are real, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, see number one, BFG comes forward and meets the queen. The queen tells her royal guard to stand down as they all stand down, and he is able to come forward. BFG reluctantly steps forward to meet the queen. The BFG has a big speech to the queen. Mary, the aide of the queen, takes care of Sophie. We see the queen making plenty of calls back and forth as we get a clear timeline in this movie set somewhere in the mid-80s. We knew it's 83, but we didn't know that quite at the point. The queen arrives with Sophie as the BFG makes it inside too. The BFG has a great time in the room with the queen. The BFG sits on a custom table as the royal guard brings him a food fit for a king. It is a bit ironic that both Sophie and the BFG have never had real food. Right. It's like they're both because she because she's lived in an orphanage and stuff like that and of course he's just a giant Mm -hmm. and it is funny. He goes, oh this is Grum W. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Out of all those scenes which ones did you like the most? See... Out of those, yeah, because I like the ending. I like I the ending too, but but I like the dream. Like the, you mentioned, the dream, the, the, the dream, dream stuff. Crea- him creating the, the dream, dream was really good. Badass, yeah. Or <clears throat> even the one-on-one scenes with him and her, because she doesn't really have a parental figure. Yes. So in a way, he is like her adopted father figure. Yeah. So it's more sad once the ending finally comes. Yes. <coughs> Some questions we had while watching it. How drunk are these guys to be like, uh, let's get so loud we annoy this little single girl? Yeah. British people are weird. What they should have done, (laughs) they are pretty weird, but what they should have done is the four giants that were there, they should have been the actors that played the four giants later on. So it That would have been whole. So it mirrors. That would have been been hilarious. Yeah, so it mirrors like the real douchebags and then his, you know. I don't yeah. know. I like it. I thought that, yeah. 
How often does she tell drunks to piss off? <laughs> it seems like... She's it's a pro- regular thing. It, it's like a regular thing, and she has to do it all the, the time. time. Yeah. Oh, not these guys again. Has she been there her whole life? It seems like it. You yeah. don't know, but it seems like it, like that's her orphanage. Orphanage, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you scream or make a noise if a giant just, bloop, took you? Okay, a normal, in, in, in a, per- no, a normal person, yes. yes. But with her, her whole thing was to get out of there. So maybe that's what so she wanted the most? It was almost like she had no fear. It was just like, whatever happens, happens as long as I'm out of that orphanage. That's right. How fast and sly is the is BFG? He's fast. He, he is. He's, he's fast. He's, he's moving. He's nimble. He's quiet. He's slick. He's just... Before we knew, what kind of fruit is he cutting? We didn't yeah, know. didn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't even know it was fruit. Uh, how does a giant... How does a giant uh, can a dream? Mm. See, they, they show it, but they don't really explain it. That was the other thing. Can dream. How do I do a whiz popper? <laughs> I know. I like whiz poppers. Uh, <laughs> me too. Is our giant smarter compared to the other giants? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. So I wonder, I wonder if it has to do with size. I don't know. I if mean, I, I wouldn't here's say a, size. Here's, a, here's the thing. But I say maybe culture because he goes into the well, human world more often. I'm thinking, think about the stereotypes out there. Yes. Big bulky guys are considered jocks. Are considered less smart. Mm. Than skinny, frail, nerd guys. That's right. Right? Yeah. yeah. So if you look at BFG, him being smaller, and the other one's bigger, it's almost like because they're so big, their brain is too small to really get it, to really be... I, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And, but because he's a smaller Smart. size... He has a normal size brain. Normal size brain. He thinks a lot. They almost seem like toddlers. They're, their whole... Yes. Yeah. Because their whole thing is mostly... Eat and sleep. Yeah. Or BFG, like... Or dance. Remember they dance? Yes, they dance. They dance. They dance. And BFG's more of an explorer. That's right. He likes to have adventures. He yeah. likes to do things. The dreams. Uh, does he get paid to catch a dream? Is that... I think the, it's just a hobby. I think it's just a hobby, too. Yeah. Uh, why do giants hate rain? They don't really go into they why they hate rain. water or rain. They just say that it's like a one-off comment that they yeah. hate rain. Has it take us 45 minutes to learn our characters' names? That's just me being nitpicky. Yeah. Um, what type of dream is a fizz wizard? <laughs> How does... Uh, it's just a funny word. Yeah. Fizz wizard. Uh, how does... Yeah, let's see. How long was she gone before she came back to the orphanage? Okay, so I'm wondering if time is different. That could be, but we don't you, really you know, know. You don't know because it's not – it's like she goes back to the orphanage and no one's – Noticed that she's noticed gone? she's gone type of thing. So it's like – Does her bed get replaced with a different kid? Right. So they don't really explain that. How does she make a lot of noise and not wake up anyone in the orphanage? That's a big place, yeah. and it's full. It's a lot of room. Because to me, the even the room that they're all in is very. It should be very echoey. Yeah. So even her whispering would would wake them up. Wake them up. Uh, how much b- food can the BFG eat? All of it. Yeah. Like he can he eat can, a lot. He could eat. 
if it's on basic cable with commercials, is it worth a watch? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, streaming service? Disney. Uh, Disney, yeah, obviously. Disney. Yeah. Yep. What was your favorite part? Just the the chemistry be- between BFG and the little girl. Yeah, I agree was, with you 100%. Was great. I, I think the little girl did a fantastic job. Because if you think about it, she probably talked to a tennis ball for most of it. Or mm. maybe the guy was in a suit Something. there. Yeah. But their chemistry is very good. And without that chemistry, I don't see the movie working very well. Right. You have to have that paternal figure and that kid really working together to get this sort of chemistry that works well. And I also love the the dumbness of the other giants. I do too. I think it's very comical. The dumbness of those other giants also reflects the dumbness of the drunk guys too. Yes. Which I wish they leaned a little bit more on. Like like you said, it would have been it would have been hilarious if they were the voice actors for the bigger giants. Because like, then you have her confronting those people and you have him confronting <laughs> his people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, something you didn't like. I don't I wish it was a little bit longer. Longer would be okay. We see Sophie grow up. Yeah. Maybe she writes her story and that's, you know... And that's what takes off. And maybe she still sees BFG mm. in a distance. Or something like something. that. Would you pay $40 to watch it once? I would. I would too. Yeah. It's good. It's a good... It's very good. It's a very good family-friendly movie. type of movie. Yeah. yeah. Ideal way of watching it? Anyway, really. Any, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. At home's perfect. Uh, oh, shit moment. Seeing the giant hand. Uh, being picked up by the giant, the whiz pop, yeah. the other giant, and the cucumber. And the cu- yeah, giant and the cucumber. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dream catching. Uh, Sophie finding the adventures of the boy in the BFG. And then, of course, like him making the dream. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Gonna add a little bit of this. This, a little, a little bit, bit of this. Don't forget this. That's right. Best performance. Girl play Sophie. I'm gonna go BFG. Uh, BFG's pretty good, too. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's a good... Ty? I would say Ty. Second best? The Dumb Giants. The Dumb Giants. Yeah. yeah that's... Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving it to Bill Hader. Why not? I like Bill Hader. <laughs> okay, here's the ending. All of the military generals move in. The queen tells the military that they will listen to the BFG and stop the other giants. The queen tells them that they will stop him. BFG pours all of them green liquid from earlier. There is a toast to all of uh, to BFG, as they all drink a fair amount of this green whiz poppy liquid. Their faces say it all, as they all have a giant whiz pop. The military moves in and follows BFG back to giant country. BFG had to put a uh, put a dream for the other giants, as they have plans and motions to stop the other giants. She asks about her dream from earlier. BFG tells her that. He saw Sophie's life, and it it's not just the dream he saw. They share a final moment before BFG needs to do what he needs to be done. Sophie grabs his dream and runs with it towards the giants. The bad giant sees her. The giants see the bad dream except for one. The BFE tells them to stop. The military moves in too and to help BFG. All the military moves out with all the other giants. The giants are dropped off on another island. The other giants got what was coming to them. They all got this cucumber, vegetable seed thing to eat, and that was it. 
Sophie wakes up, and the queen uh, aide, queen's aide, Mary, wakes her up. So now Sophie kind of has her ending too, and she's part of a family. BFG leaves Sophie's dream by her side. Sophie recalls the journey and thinks about GFG. She said good morning, and we see uh, BFG smile. It's nice. It is a nice it's ending. It's very sweet. Because BFG gets to kind of go through his own shit and kind of, you know, look at those other giants and be like, okay, I dealt with that. And Sophie can kind of get a family too. So that was kind of nice there. Reboots or remakes? Uh, no. A sequel though. Yes. Years down the line, yeah. have her be like teenager or an adult yeah. or something. I think that would be that would be interesting. Or you do another giant thing kind of similar. Something similar. So yeah, the the ending's like my favorite part. I do like for, the ending. For one, it's if you're a military guy and all of a sudden the queen just goes, Hey, just like no giants are real and I want you guys to go after them. Yeah. What would you say? Yes, man. Like oh okay. We're um, doing it. And then all of a sudden a giant pops out and it's like, Yeah, follow me. Yeah. It's like well, But then dropping them off this tiny little Island, Island thing with just these cute, seems hilarious. Yeah. Uh, watch by pass. You know what? Watch and buy. Watch and buy. Don't pass. Do not pass on this. Do not. Yep. Can this movie be made today in our current culture? Or would oh, it be t- yeah. I think it would be fine. Yeah, Honestly, fine. they don't have to change anything. It's actually really, I mean, it's better than I thought. It's a very wholesome very wholesome, well done. Now, if you look at Spielberg, we did E.T., if that kind of children's movie, and this kind of children's movie, you can see that he's toned down a little bit you know over what the I, years. You know what I wish? I wish she was in a basket with a blanket around her head. Yeah. Like, like, oh, like E.T. That would have been cool. And he's like, so like, it's maybe it's around his neck or like in a poncho or something on like a pouch on his chest. So as he's running, she's just like, Looking she like had, she, had, she has an ET doll, oh, that just been little hilarious. or an ET T-shirt, Something. whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. it's just small, just little a nod. little nod. Yeah, just a little nod. The fact that Spielberg worked with this writer since then, too, in eighty-two, yeah. is just an, a really nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's all we got for BFG. Yeah. So if you guys like what you hear, follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds, Instagram at Minds Captivated, email us Captivated Minds Two at gmail.com. Everything's listed in show notes, including our Instagrams. And if you guys have a, let's say, a book that they converted into a movie and you want us to cover it. Even if it's bad. Send it. Like, yeah, even if it's bad. You know what's one thing we haven't done? What? Have, we haven't done any Stephen King. No. Which is a surprise for us. It was very surprising, yeah. I just got thinking about that. I mean, I understand he didn't direct any. He well, has, he, he has. has. He has Maximum directed. Overdrive. Yeah. That's not great. It's not great, but it, it's, yeah. I still like it. I still like me, Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> so if you uh, uh, turn on your notifications on any of your uh, social apps or whatever, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you'll get up to date when we drop new episodes as well. Uh, we'd love to hear a review from you. So if you want to leave us a review on any of our social uh, socials or Apple Podcasts, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Thank you.